0: Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. are listening to My Love. It's been so long. How you been? What's going on? <laughs> Friday, I had to have a, a very grown up procedure. <laughs> Once you turn 50, you got to do these colonoscopies. I mean, I guess you don't got to, but I actually have a coworker who was diagnosed with colon cancer. And up until about a month ago, was walking around with a chemo bag. So He was sort of like a walking commercial, like, do not put this off. But I did manage to put it off until 2020. My doctor was like, you should have. I was like, look, you know, can we just wait till 2020? It's just a few months. I get it. I'm going to do it. So don't put it off. Go ahead and get it done. The prep is a nightmare. I'll just be honest, Uh, especially if you've never done it before. So you don't know how to modify it or make it more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That part is unpleasant, and you'll lose a lot of sleep, and you'll wonder, you know, if you're literally losing stuff that you should be keeping. Uh, (laughs) But once it's done, the procedure is super easy. My doctor, my anesthesiologist anyway, he was a clever fella. He walks in, and he was explaining stuff, asking me about my health and all this stuff, and then he goes, uh, today we're going to use propofol. And I was like, oh, like Michael Jackson. And he was like, but unlike Michael Jackson, you're going to wake up. I was like, okay, anesthesiologist got jokes. I think his name was Dr. Simeon. But super professional staff, uh, I didn't feel violated or anything. So, you know, get it done if you're of that age. Uh, Don't procrastinate. It really is one of the um, more treatable cancers. And if they catch it, they have a 90-something percent success rate when they catch it. But they can't catch it if you don't go take the tests. As you know who you are. Some of y'all just put things off too much. And as someone who's been on the bad news receiving end of a doctor's assessment, you just really don't want that. You know, my colon's great, you know, but when my heart was having problems, dude, uh, it sounds like I have bad health, but I really don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, when, when I took my first echocardiogram and that doctor was like, there's something wrong with your heart. It's stunning. And it it's sobering. And I'll be honest with you, it's a big reason why half the stuff that is bothering most people does not bother me because I know it's not life or death. You know, Donald Trump is a menace and a terrible president, in my opinion. And I don't think he's a good person, but I'm not up at night, you know, scared and wondering what, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, I can't worry about what hasn't happened yet. We know officially he's... uh kind of like not a great dude, but the Democrats haven't put anybody up, but I'm not going to step and worry. You know, I, I don't, I don't have the same. I just don't worry about everything. You know, I control what I can control and uh, the rest is, you know, it just is going to do what it's going to do. I pray. I'm a praying person. I put my energy in positive spots and focus on that. And I don't look at all the things that make me mad or frustrated. And it's really changed my life. And so a lot of times when I'm telling you guys to do things or advising, because I really don't like to tell people what to do, uh, because I don't care for that. But if it works for me, I'm going to let you know, because it worked for me. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, Worrying and fretting and being afraid and being mad. I mean... I I spent a good chunk of my 20s and 30s that way. And it led me to the hospital. <laughs> so, you know, control what you can control. But more than anything, just be thankful that you're here. This is all a very interesting story. And uh, even on my worst days, I'm like, dude, the stories I have, though, <laughs> they're amazing. And, uh, you know, somebody told me the other day at work. She was like, "You should write a memoir." And I'm like, "Hmm." I've never thought of my life uh, as as memoir material, but you know, I've seen a few things. Uh, I'm helping a young lady right now write her college entrance exam uh, essay. She wants to uh, not exam. She's writing an essay to try to get into Howard University, which is my alma mater. Ain't you? And uh, you know, it, she wrote a good essay. I mean, I had no issues with her as a human being. She's God. I mean, she's got a great resume and just a strong commitment to service, and it shows. But one thing she forgot to say is why she wants to go to Howard. So, you know, if you're helping a young person with their uh, with their college uh, essays, or if you're, uh, you know, if you are a young person working on your essays uh, go ahead and don't be afraid to suck up to the organization. It's the same with trying to get a job. Um, you, you, you can present a strong argument of how great you are, but you also need to let them know that, uh, you belong there. And part of that process is going to be sucking up, you know, and it's intimidating. And I told her, I said, I'm not telling you, um, Uh, to intimidate you but you got to remember all the great people who went to Howard so that you know I made it out of the hood or I didn't have a lot of means or uh, I know people who all of those stories were at Howard that's true so you got to go deeper than that that's not going to work at Howard why do they want you and why not you I'm saying figure it out for yourself so you will get the confidence to write that down but I didn't plan on going to Howard I it was I was headed to Kansas University, University of Kansas. Sorry, we call it KU. And I had borrowed 50 bucks from my brother to reserve my room. And I was just headed there. I didn't want to be in Missouri. And um, something happened. I mean, oh, at Christmas time, one of my cousins insisted that I visit Howard. So in like March, whenever our spring break was in high school, me and a, a, my childhood buddy, uh, we went and i came back and i was like oh i got to i got to go here i just got to <laughs> and uh i mean i gave my parents no prep time but they hadn't really saved for college no matter where i was going so yeah it was just it's been fascinating it's been really 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 fascinating so you know you will wind up where you're supposed to be is the moral of the story but if you're writing an essay or trying to apply for a job or don't forget to suck up to the organization they like that it also proves too not only not really sucking up but howard is a prestigious organization and i have a, a, a laundry list of great uh alums some are famous some aren't but a lot of people are doing really well and in, in the top of their fields so you know acknowledge that it's okay it's okay. I am very proud to be a Howard graduate. I actually graduated. Puffy was in my class. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. I'm pretty sure I have in two and a half years of doing this podcast. But Puffy started out at Howard at the same time I did. He lived with one of my friends, uh, this boy I had a huge crush on all through Howard. His name was Patrick. And this was before the internet. And they had rented this house sight unseen. This guy obviously was like a slum lord, because Uh, the house was not great. And, um, I remember I was going over to dinner. I think Patrick and I, we were both financially in a situation where you couldn't go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So my parents, uh, especially freshman year, they were like, you got to stay up there for Thanksgiving. So me and Pat decided to go get some steaks and, uh, cook. So at his house, so we are walking towards his house that he lived with with Puffy and another dude. And uh, I'm not kidding. It looked like the street from Thriller. I mean, the streets were silent because all the Howard kids were gone. And people in the neighborhood were actually, you know, in their houses having a celebration for the holidays. And it just looked like trash billowing across the street. It just looked like any second Michael Jackson was getting ready to, you know, dun dun you know, it was scary looking, and so we get to the house, and uh we go to Patrick's room, because uh, you know when you share a house, like there's not a lot of communal spaces. I I don't think Puffy was there. I never met Puffy. I don't remember meeting Puffy at college, but my favorite story about Puffy is living in this house, and uh we go to Patrick's room. You know, after I think we I don't even know if this was the same time, but. Uh, the first time I went to Patrick's room I was like oh this is great because he got to his bedroom door and it was like six locks on it I mean it was really protected and I was like this is great you must feel safe in here and he was like no and he went and lifted up the door and moved it to the side <laughs> and he was like yeah you know blah 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 and at some point we uh I was like damn so I guess you don't feel safe. Where else is it? the shit looks secure, but it's not? And uh, I remember later that year, uh, Puff had dropped out. And, and Patrick was like, I told Sean, you need to stay in school, man. You need to get your degree, man. And now Puff can buy all of our degrees. But, I mean, he had a calling. Uh, my calling was to stay in school and graduate. <laughs> so I am actually an alum. They changed the rules for Puffy. They called a semester an alum because I guess they wanted his donations, but uh, I love being a Howard grad. It it was one of the most challenging and difficult times of my life without question. Um, D.C. and St. Louis are very, very different, and, uh, you know, I just arrived at college with no social skills. You know, I, I had a pretty sheltered environment, and to just be thrown into, like, the World Series to, you know, to start my baseball career is what it felt like. It was, it was a trip, man, you know, but I enjoyed being there. I enjoyed growing up there because that's exactly what I had to do, um, to survive. I mean, DC moves at a different pace and, uh, you know, they don't humor a lot of things. (laughs) you know, it was a, it was a fun experience. So I hope that she gets in and I hope she gets to go and I hope it's awesome and amazing for her. Um, I have probably a few more Howard stories, but I have to move on. It's Monday motivation. Please stay strong. Please stay focused. Keep going. Uh, you know, I feel like this is going to be a good year. It's definitely going to be interesting. And listen, if you're putting all your, Hoping a politician you already lost, so stop worrying about that. It's gonna do whatever it's gonna do. Vote or whatever, but you know, the the, the way that we are gonna save our our democracy is if we all get actively de, de, uh, involved in it. And part of that might be voting, but a big part of that is, uh, you know, just being out here and being productive and working and trying to uh, keep your head above water and and doing that and not creating situations that you can't get out of you know putting yourself in uh, putting yourself in situations where you will be successful if we start doing that individually that's going to make a big big difference you know what I mean because if you just believe in one person one one cat or one old dude or one old lady to change your world your battleship is already sunk hashtag no disrespect yeah. <laughs>